our guest that is with us today is the jack of all trades with being, from being a video producer, graphic designer, touring musician, to an all-around intriguing character in itself, Clint Tustin. Thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for having me, man. Also, Good if anybody hasn't noticed, you created the <laughs> intro video for this podcast. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I was like, dude, can you just let me do like a EDM guitar track and you're like sure i was like yes that was a lot of fun man playing canvas the first time i've ever um worked with i mean i've worked with plenty of people like you know john howe that works for with fearless and he's worked with dance gamba dance and stuff like he's cool him and i are cool um because we know each other through poeta he's done stuff for poeta um and you've worked with some fearless bands over over the time uh and he he was he was pretty stoked that he saw that but it's it between him and you um I haven't really like I would ask for uh, an idea of what we wanted for product and then when I would get the product nothing has changed and that's so fucking rare dude like usually you have like a couple like things here and there it's like ah you know what can you like edit the text or edit something like this it's like yeah no. yeah that's those are the best man no revisions it's always great <laughs> get stoked on that oh, but geez. at the same time I mean I don't mind doing revisions either way, but yeah, it's true. Like uh, whenever I send something over and someone's just like, like so fired up on it, like that's definitely the best part of doing client projects. Mm. Growing up, being a musician and like investing your time in everything that you do, um, how did you manage your days or your weeks with productivity? Because you do a lot. I mean, I can just tell everybody right now that you know you've already if they don't know who you worked with i mean you've worked with fearless bands like abr august burns red and you've toured with uh galactic empire carousel kings signed to victory records you were on warp tour in 2017 in the east coast i think yeah the first like half of it yeah because we was like yeah it's a weird like routing, but yeah, it was like West Coast <laughs> and like South. I don't, it just goes everywhere. It really does. And you, you probably went to Canada too with that tour, I think. Yeah, maybe. I forget, yeah, man. Sure. It's all a blur. Yeah, I mean, that all tells you how busy you are. The fact that you can't even remember that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so had, had, oh man, War tour. Woo. Yeah, I know. How did you manage your time, like growing up and like really involving yourself with all these trades? It's a lot. Yeah, I really didn't do, like, any time management at all, honestly. Like, um, I just got lucky in that um, I started playing... Well, first I started on, like, trumpet in, like, fourth grade. But, like, I, like, really liked playing trumpet. And then I was like, okay, guitar is way cooler and easier. And um, I started playing guitar around, like, 13 and just got, like, obsessed with it. So, um, other than practicing guitar, like all the time, I didn't really do anything special, but like really didn't know like shit about whatever music industry, mm -hmm. um, and getting like a normal nine to five job at like a finance company where I was a business analyst. And, uh, I was just like, wow, like, I mean, I don't hate on nine to five or anything, but I was like, this is not for me. Like I was like pretty unhappy with that. Mm -hmm. And um, then I just kind of tried to like dig my way out of that basically. And ever since then, that's when I've started being like a little more um, 
uh, I guess, like, determined and, like, um, a little more focused with what you do and, like, goals and shit. Because um, at first it was, like, okay, I want to get away out of this job and, like, do something that I enjoy because, like, I kind of sucked at the job because I just didn't enjoy it anyway. So um, that was the first goal. It was, like, okay, like, make money somehow doing something that... Um, and then I know it's like I've reached that goal and I can just do kind of chase whatever is piquing my interest but yeah so I really started off with like having no idea what I was doing and then <laughs> not knowing really what I wanted to do but I didn't know what I wanted to do but I knew I was like okay it's not this so I gotta <laughs> basically take some risks here because I don't know how old I was but I was just like I just feel like um, it's easier to take risks the younger you are Mm-hmm. generally speaking so i was like all right because like you know just quitting your job and going to tour like on a van tour you know like it just sounds kind of crazy but that's that's kind of what it felt right in the moment for me so when did you like yeah, reali- can- when did you realize that like it's something you could transition to like that it was realistic for you to walk away from that normal lifestyle um it's i really don't think there was ever like a moment where i realized i could do that i think it was more just um just kind of basically taking uh a what would i regret least kind of mindset yeah then at that point i had to make the decision because like literally i asked my manager if i could like do a part-time leave or whatever and he was like no who i wouldn't regret leaving the job because worst case scenario i go back and get another one honestly sure. so yeah with a lot of the musicians that you've worked with over the years i mean it seems like they're in a specific area um when you were touring like younger when you were playing music um especially with galactic empire you've worked with august burns red uh you tour with carousel kings it's like all in the, like the lancaster pa area so i mean how how did you start networking your way up to that scene because it was very fruitful back in the mid-2000s when the metalcore scene was starting to really get hype. So, like, how did you involve yourself with that at an early age? Yeah, um, let's see. I guess I was working at my job in Philly, and, um, you know, I've been playing guitar for a while, um, but I had recently gotten into, like, audio engineering and, like, producing. Um, I started doing that when I was, like, 21. and um, But I was, like, really obsessed with it. At the time, I was working at my job, and uh, so I was like, shit, I want to, like, my goal was to, like, leave my job and, like, do an internship at, like, a pro studio mm-hmm. and, like, just this, make that, like, my career. Was this after you got your business degree at Temple? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was basically, like, I graduated, I started working um, in IT um, at a finance company, and then I was like, ugh. You know, this isn't for me. And I was trying to think of, like, stuff I'd actually like to do. Um, and I had no idea how to make money with, like, music at all. But I was like, maybe if I can, like, record bands and shit, I could, like, make a decent living and have some fun. Um, so I just, I guess the the people I knew best, the most well-known producers um, in the area were Grant and Carson at Atrium Audio. Mm-hmm. Um who have done like August Burns Red and at this time like they're killing it uh, in metalcore and rock and stuff 
um they're doing a bunch of bands but yeah so i just reached out to them like just cold email like hey like can i intern for you guys or whatever so i was like traveling from my job in philly to like intern with them and just like that's a great do stuff whatever yes yeah i love it yeah and um and honestly like i basically didn't help them at all like because they use pro tools and i learned logic because it was free um because i cracked it and then um (laughs) so yeah i basically couldn't help them at all because they're like ninjas on pro tools they're like really good and um Mm -hmm. i was just holding them back so it was kind of funny like i didn't really i wasn't that useful to them but like they basically knew that um i could play guitar well and that um I was cool enough to hang around. And so that basically led to like, um, they were doing Galactic Empire. That was like just starting. And I actually went out and worked as like a roadie kind of for them on like their first little weekender. And I was just like hanging out, just trying to be helpful. And um, while I was still working my job too. And um, uh, yeah, so eventually Mike, the one guitar player, rhythm guitar player, couldn't do a Europe tour, which is like the first tour that I got to do with them. And uh, I had been touring with Carousel Kings, so I was already like out of my job and just doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so that was like my first opportunity to tour with Galactic. And, um, you know, I've just done like so much stuff with Grand Carson since then. Like they're like definitely my homies. So it really kind of stemmed from them. And then, you know, Galactic was doing pretty well, um, getting some crazy shows, um, like before all the pandemic stuff and whatever. Yeah. And, you know, of course that led, that led to like a bunch of opportunities too. And, uh, along the way, I just started, uh, messing around with video stuff, um, as well. And just like, you know, just doing stuff for myself for Galactic, and Carousel Kings, just as like, basically just like learning and um so that's kind of grown along the way and um and yeah i got uh, abr through grant and carson because they record them and uh, i've met them a few times just in lancaster and um that's kind of led to fearless so it's just all like one thing leading to another and i guess just like uh, doing the best I can with whatever opportunity I have pretty much. Mm-hmm. And that all started with shooting your shot with one cold email. And that's the most powerful thing that could happen. Like, that's why I try to preach to anybody that's trying to get an opportunity anywhere. Just give it a shot. Like, just reach out because you don't know if they're going to get back to you like immediately or if it's just going to be something that you're going to have to follow up with in the near future. But like, that was the door, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, I guess I wouldn't get discouraged if like like luckily Grant and Carson are super cool and they and I, they just happened to not have an intern at the time so it's like mm-hmm. a good timing they're cool but yeah I actually reached out to uh, uh, Chris Cromit uh, who's produced a bunch he has done like Dance Gavin Dance and a bunch yeah. of those bands uh, he's in Portland because he was like my favorite producer at the time mm-hmm. and uh, like you know I wasn't able to get an opportunity with him so I was kind of like shit but then it honestly i'm happy it worked out the way it did like with grant carson because that led to like other stuff that was like bigger than like i had imagined so Mm -hmm. yeah guess everything happens for a reason or whatever but yeah no it does i mean uh i mean that's what the opportunities i've had uh throughout the years i mean we met briefly once when you were touring with carousel kings you were at a uh 
a very very rundown church in Kensington, Philadelphia. Like, hey man, what's up? And, I, and you're like, hey. And I was having the the Bears, abandoned by Bears, the Swedish boys. Uh, they were staying at my place, so obviously I gotta go see them. Uh, and nice. I worked in downtown Philadelphia at the time. Um, but and then I, I think uh, and then I saw that you were that CK was on tour, a warp tour the following year. But we we were like because we were Midwest from top of. Uh, of Indiana all the way down to Texas and like that was the time when we just missed you guys. Like I think you guys just got off as we got on. Or vice versa. And I was oh, like, nice. Fuck, man. Like, I was like I was like just trying to get to the uh get to like chill with those guys and stuff. Cause like I'm cool like I'm like Jeremy was on the podcast from CI Records and like it's just like such a huge family like up in Lancaster and it's a very um it's a very strong uh, community that they have going on there. And, dude, Chameleon Club's gone. Well, it's not gone. It, like, moved somewhere else down the street, but it's not at their original venue anymore. And Jeremy had to yeah. move CI Records as well because he's a promoter for for Chameleon. This is what this the pandemic's doing to us. People don't understand. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's it's like it was just inevitable, though. It was kind of like a ticking time bomb with that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, unless you, unless the venue's really, like, planned ahead or whatever, which, like, I mean, honestly, uh, yeah. how often does that happen? Yeah. So, like, it's tough, man. It sucks. He had a bunch of people that came and helped him out, too. I'm um, really stoked for him. And the new shop looks great. If anybody's interested in checking out CI Records, where the new shop is, go to their Instagram and their socials. Uh, dude, it, it looks fantastic. They have, like, a nice glass window uh, front view uh, of the store. Uh, everything looks good um so i just hope for the best for this industry because it's, it's just crazy man i just want to resume um you know we're all we're all hungry to get back on the road i'm sure you're hungry to get back on the road i mean galactic empire was touring in japan and europe before this happened and chris was telling me some stories dude like he told me that i forget what bus company it was but like they all have the same passcodes and he went on the wrong bus <laughs> he's like what the fuck dude? Yeah. Like, this isn't my bus <laughs> where's my van um yeah. yeah so you guys you guys you know you guys need to get back onto the road soon i mean i don't think i'll be going back on the road i don't is still trying to write music um so yeah so i mean like so how, how do you how do you what are you doing now to enhance the youtube video or your youtube channel because your youtube channel has a lot of um i would say like lessons of uh through adobe products with graphic designing and then as well as like certain guitar things like your guitar sweeping lesson like hit over a million views not too long ago so like how do you get ideas for that kind of content because that's a, also another whole thing that you do in itself yeah um i don't know it's kind of a mix like i started the youtube stuff or i started doing video in general because um i didn't know like i didn't know any bands or like basically anyone in the music industry um like connections wise besides like my local mm. uh bandmates and whatever local scene um so i was like oh maybe if i make like guitar covers on uh, videos on youtube like like luke holland did for drums or whatever like someone mm. will like pick me up like there's i don't know <laughs> you're not like, wrong though idea. that's how he got picked up <laughs> like, yeah you're not wrong at all i mean it's like a slim whatever i i at the time i had no better plan at all so that's yeah. why i started doing it and then okay. um it kind of evolved into like oh video is actually like really fun i actually enjoy this so uh now it's like 
uh, to mix, like where a lot of the times or a lot of my previous videos, it's literally like, like it's like how to record guitar or whatever, but it's literally just me being like, I want to mess around with like VFX stuff on video mm-hmm. and it'll be like, technically it's a guitar lesson, but really it's just like, I'm messing around with whatever I want to with video. So it's, it's a lot of that. Like I'm just trying out stuff because you know, it's not like a client project where if I spend like a ton of time doing like some really like ridiculous, like thing that like is very specific or whatever. And they're going to be like, dude, like, what were you thinking? Like, we don't like this. And you know, (laughs) you just wasted that time. Like it's my YouTube channel, so I can do whatever I want. I can just do really dumb like stuff in my videos uh, and just have fun with it. So that's kind of really what I do is like, like I do kind of try to, I pay attention to like what videos do well on YouTube and trying to think like, Oh, like maybe I'll try something like that. But I feel like whenever I try to like design something to like get a lot of views, it just like never works like that. So I just, I kind of just try to like have fun with it. Um, And if it does well, it does well, but it's definitely discouraging when the videos don't get a lot of views. Like, um, so I guess at least like when I make the videos, it's like, I want to at least like have fun on the video end of things and uh, be like happy with it. So if like I watch it back, I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'm, I'm happy with how this turned out. Like, even if it doesn't get a lot of views. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my mindset going into it. But yeah, hopefully I can get that shit popping. Be honest with me. Cause I'm really trying to like dive deep into after effects and we've already had conversations uh, about it. How yeah. long does it really take to make it like an efficient uh, user of that product? Cause it is tedious man like i'm having a little bit of trouble but it's not as bad as it was like a couple months ago yeah yeah for sure uh honestly i don't feel like it took me that long to like be able to get something together but like that being said like i'm still learning stuff that's like pretty basic to Mm -hmm. this day even though i've been in it for like i don't know maybe two years now i think the first video i did that was like pretty exclusively after effects i did this like zelda video for august burns red it was like a guitar playthrough Uh, and i was just messing around with all this stuff and it was like you know definitely it took me forever like because it's you know it's a steep learning curve i guess but um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's not too bad i guess the nice thing about the adobe products is there's like like all the tools are the same and stuff like that so once you start getting one down or if you're like really good at photoshop or whatever then you can kind of translate that a little bit mm-hmm. to after effects it's not like too hard to pick up um but yeah I, i'd say the biggest advice for getting better is just like finding stuff that's cool and that you get like motivated by um mm-hmm. just like basically easy wins and then like that kind of gets you started with it and then like from there you try and learn like fundamentals which is kind of like i'm speaking to myself right now because i'm trying to learn 3d stuff and it's like oh so you're going it's to like cinema 3D. times harder there you go yeah. to cinema 3 oh my god no it dude that's a whole nother piece in itself so i applaud you for doing that fuck like it's it's tough yeah, i, I know you we'll can tackle it bro i'm not doubting you that's not what i'm saying i'm saying you can fucking do it i had a guy that tried to show me like a couple like tutorials of like how to do it like way back in the day and I was like, oh, what? Like, and this kid was like 19 doing it. I was like, oh my God. Like, I can't even wrap my brain around how you got to this point. <laughs> Making it a, a sphere, like float around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man. Um, 
do, do you have any favorite projects that you're currently working on uh, that um, you could possibly talk about? Maybe. Mm. Uh, I guess I probably can't talk about the ones I'm working on right now. That's okay. I but... mean, the ABR projects that you guys were, I mean, you, you guys, it was just you, but you were putting a lot of content out with um, promotional videos for them as well as those playthroughs too. I mean, how, yeah, how, um, or you, sorry, what were you saying? Nah, like how, how, um, we are, we are on a delay. Um, but how, how many projects have you really worked with them? And I'm sure you'll be continuing to create more content for them in the future when things resume, maybe even though you're still doing playthroughs for with Matt Griner and, um, you did one for, uh, Dustin, I believe, right as well, or, yeah, 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 I did. I did some that they haven't released yet, and then mm -hmm. Matt's um, doing his drum lessons, which it's going well. So we're going to be doing some more of those. Um, and he has ones that he hasn't released either. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're cranking them out. So um, oh, I've they've, I've definitely done the most videos, or um, I should say, they're the client I've done the most videos for. Probably I've done like a bunch. Um, but yeah, the, the, I guess the only ones that were different from playthroughs were I did like I went on tour with them for like two weeks and did like some kind of like tour content, like live content. And um, yeah, that was that was a great experience. I mean, it's it's just uh, it's great working with them because they're really cool guys. And um, I don't know, they're just uh, they're just a great client. Like they're super fun and. I'm like pretty good friends with them right now. And I was a huge ABR fan, uh, back, back in the day. Like, yeah. I don't know what it was 2008. I was like obsessed <laughs> with, uh, messengers or whatever. So mm -hmm. definitely, um, and still digging their new stuff too. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, I'm like super thankful to that. They keep hitting me back for, for more videos and stuff. But, um, yeah. And if they don't, we riot. Exactly. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> no <laughs> we love those dudes um that's just such a cool niche community that uh you you put yourself in and now you're you're in that that whole circle of that community i love it yeah for sure i mean yeah grant carson avr guys um and then now uh grant and carson are moving to i think rock lit it soon so okay. i'm sure that's like another whole community there of people that are doing cool stuff within uh, like the music industry. So that is crazy that you're, I noticed like I'm looking at your, your YouTube stuff right now. <laughs> you definitely can't go wrong with sweet picking content because everybody's just going to eat that shit up. <laughs> I know the graphics could do it it's, too. The graphics. Yeah, do yeah, it for yeah, me, bro, man, honestly. Like it's awesome. Yeah. I used to watch these, uh, I used to watch a bunch of like guitar videos when I was younger on YouTube and uh, there was a lot from this Japanese guitar magazine called Young Guitar and they would have like the dude doing his like thing or whatever and like and it would come up with like exercise three and it had like the uh, the hiragana and like like all the <laughs> Japanese and stuff and I was like so that's kind of loosely modeled off that because I was like these videos are the best so it's a, yeah. It's it's amazing like what kind of content you can get now like compared to when I learned how to play like like 15 years ago just like like the content's so good you can get 
anything that you're like that you want to get into in terms of like any style of music like the shit back in the day used to just be so like boring like rudimentary like especially what you get if you walked into a music shop like now like i like for bass i think davy is like the funniest shit you can get but like it's 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 all so much good content like you can actually learn so much from it even like even like on a more like practical basis in terms of like real theory and like real uh, almost like curriculum like Scott's bass lessons those kind of guys like you can get anything and the free shit's fantastic seriously and that goes for like basically anything honestly um, like I, I feel like we're spoiled for sure like you can just learn anything like so quick and like even if you want to like pay for some content like some like an actual course like a lot of times it's like not even that much money um it's awesome so uh and yeah like so I people just, that do master classes too like those are really good mm. yeah for real like i think yeah like when i was younger i was definitely just really lucky to have like a good guitar teacher for like a year yeah. or two um because yeah the internet stuff was like not it just really wasn't there except for there was like for guitar there was like um some like bootleg like like rips of like uh these reh like shred dr <laughs> yeah. like paul gilbert and stuff and whatever like that was like my shit but other than that like <laughs> yeah it's just like old like blues dads like yeah just that's just talking <laughs> like literally not even playing like just talking for like 40 minutes Oh my god, that that like kind of reminds me like to kind of like go into another lane. But <laughs> I was on Facebook today, and there's this group that I started to follow, and it just like came up on like I already know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, like, I already know. Oh my god, what's it called? It's called like um, uh, like guitar <laughs> boomers or something. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a guitar Facebook group, but it's all about it's all boomers. So it's yeah, everybody it's commenting like... as if they're a boomer, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, my roommate shows me a bunch of those. Oh my god, there's another guy. There's a guy on Instagram. I showed I, I showed you George. It was, oh, um, Rigs of Dad, dude. Rigs of Dad. I don't oh know if you ever checked that out. God, before. you want to talk about like like this dude? He must just like go on like the uh, like the hashtag pages and just look for stuff in terms of it's everything is the same lane. It's all like dudes in their fifties that think they're gonna be a rock star, but they're out there like playing Slayer at like some like flea market in somebody's backyard. And he'll do like this this mega write up on it. I'll literally be in tears on my couch, like home alone by myself. Like it's ridiculous. Like that shit just kills me. Like this guy's got a <laughs> mouth microphone, like his his ear microphone that comes all the way to his mouth, like you were in a in like a boy band, bald with a goatee. He's got a dual guitar. The top is a 12 string, the bottom is a six string, and it's like an acoustic dual guitar neck, whatever. And it's just like too much for you. Didn't think so. That's Big Bad Larry, <laughs> lighting up the Coarse Ponies lunch crowd. Like, dude, it's dude, it's ba- it's, it's so, so funny. great. Uh, they just roast them too. I think the the um, person who runs the page too is a member from War on Woman. Um, I think it's the really? bass player. Yeah, I can't remember. I saw it somewhere. Um, but I think she runs another page too. Um, but that shit gets me through the day, man. Like if I'm having a bad day, I just go to the rigs of dad. I'm like, Oh man, thank God I'm not like one of these musicians. That, that's content, baby. That's what that is. That's content. That's finest. <laughs> <laughs> and it was guitar. So I'm guitar. Hey, I'll, I'll probably become one of them someday. So <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just enjoy it. August Burns yeah. Red is playing a, uh, like at a dive bar. <laughs> 
<laughs> some some old covers. Yeah. A, a couple of guys are like sitting on stools now. They're like, dude, I just can't do this shit anymore. I gotta sit. Wait, like, you still <laughs> wearing flip flops? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's oh my god. Me. No, we need that shit. That's all we need. I mean, they're not even they're not even like uh, gigs that are available for covers at certain bars like you don't even get those opportunities and you, and you do it's it's a lot harder to get than it was in the past but it's either you have to be outside playing the show or it's you're still playing to a capacity of like at least 25 percent to 30 percent so was, and then the you know and usually the gimmick for it is um you get a solid pay and then you get tips on top of that but if you have a quarter of the capacity in the restaurant are you really getting tipped out probably not so it's still going to put a beating on you know trying to make some money off of it. Yeah, it's tough. Is there somewhere you want to go back to when touring resumes, like country wise? Because you've been you've been to a lot of very, um, well, like uh, significant places like Japan and Europe. Yeah, yeah, Japan's always up there. Um, been there three times now. Oh, I'm um, so jealous. And I would I would love to go back again. It's like even just Tokyo. It's like you could spend so much time there it's like such a huge city and there's so much so much going on um did you ever drive go-karts in the street in japan no but i've I've seen it like (laughs) countless times like the mario (laughs) karts i wanted to do it last time oh my god that's like my number one bucket list thing if i go to japan is that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah there's so much good stuff to do there uh and it's just it's just so different from uh from anywhere else i've been it's like it's definitely the most different the, but i like it do you find like differences with the crowds there in terms of like because it is obviously with like the western music that we have like do you think that there's like any change in like the vibe that you get or is it pretty much the same across the board yeah there's definitely a difference um it's the different the main difference i noticed is like before the band goes on like so picture like a stadium with like whatever uh a lot of people in it uh and and the crowd is literally like silent you're standing you're standing side stage and you're like like is there really like whatever ten thousand people out there um because it's it's like literally just quiet they're like waiting or at least like in my experience you know they're that's crazy or they're very like uh respectful and um but then once the show starts you know they're going ape shit like when the uh when it's time for like you know when the song ends everyone's just like going nuts and shit so um i thought that was interesting uh that's definitely different from like you know in america everyone's just loud all the time so. drunk <laughs> hi <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so um i guess i guess that's the only thing i noticed and then also it seems like clearly everyone buys merch oh, that's so, pretty awesome at all the shows it's like like literally every person in the show is like buying a full like merch package so Hmm. yeah the music industry definitely seems to be more like popping over there like there's still like cd sales and like what (laughs) like i remember when when carousel kings went over there we brought like a bunch of cds and like vinyl and basically sold like all of it wow even those carousel kings it yeah, must be because I like I don't know I I probably think it's just because they know that it's so difficult for you guys to come back there might not be another chance for them to get their hands on that kind of stuff so they just like take the opportunity just just to grab it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely true. And like, 
I guess a lot of those genres that like with Carousel Kings or like pop punk or like certain metal, like I could be totally wrong here, but like I feel like a lot of it happened in the US maybe. And then mm. like like first or something. So like a lot of those like bands that were pioneers of it or whatever. Eh, that could be totally wrong though. I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah. Either way, they they love they love uh, to support. And yeah. I think maybe they just got Spotify. Like they're they definitely got Spotify a lot later, like streaming a lot later yeah. than huh. um, Western countries. So that's why physical sales are still so high there. I think it's a good point. It's, just, it's like there's literally still like like Tower Records, like a huge record store. Oh that's so like cool, imagine actually. like a big Fye or whatever. Like that's literally like it's it's crazy. That's to crazy. See like that, you know. It's just it's yeah. not, maybe it's just the culture, yeah. Because they do like a, like a lot have a lot of stuff. Like I don't know, like a lot of collectibles. Like I think Japan yeah, like, just like has that for sure that aesthetic to them. Yeah, they just love that aesthetic. Um, Chris was telling me that um, when you guys would show up to some of the venues, you wouldn't even have to touch your equipment. Like it was already set up uh, beforehand. Like in Japan, uh, that you you basically still have to be your own rarities in Galactic Empire. But then there were a couple of shows in Japan where it was like, oh, you showed up and like all you have to do is just plug in and warm up and play. And that's it. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, as far as like dealing with uh, crews at a venue where um, I guess like if you're a band that's big enough and you have like your own crew that like loads stuff in and then there's a crew at the venue that like kind of helps with them with that. Like um, we, kn- we didn't have a crew uh with galactic just you know because it was there's only a few shows but like mm-hmm. yeah like the crew in japan that helped us was like so uh attentive like definitely much more so than like uh something in the u.s like literally down <laughs> to like very mostly with like the drums like very particular like stuff that was like just mm-hmm. perfect it was like wow yeah so they're 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 awesome very precise on what they do because i mean that's just that's just like a uh it's, it's really respectful to think and you can, can come into your gig and trustingly know that they're everything's gonna be set up to the way you like it which i mean i've never experienced that. i mean on warp tour i don't think i mean if you have your own uh stage guy like you don't do that you're doing everything yourself <laughs> so yeah. like <laughs> yeah definitely not on warp tour no different experience different experience <laughs> if you're not even but willing to fun. help if you're not even help willing to build it, the uh, stages, you don't belong on Warped Tour. Because I was I was trying to pitch in like for Skull Candy every day, depending on like what the stage was. Unless if we were sharing the amphitheater, we were sharing the uh, the two stages where it was like Journey's left foot and then um, the Skull Candy stage. Like that's it. I mean, you just set up your stuff, but that's it. But stay, setting up stage wise, like our our stage manager, like you guys coming in the morning, we're gonna be in the parking lot. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> 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 no problem, man. Mitch was a cool fucking guy. He, uh, we, we hung out with him at a couple of barbecues and he was showing us that he was, uh, he worked for Michael Jackson for a long time. And then he was like, yeah, you see that big, big, uh, big, big fat pink guy in uh black or white in that music video at the end where the cast is. He's like, yeah, it's me motherfucker. I was like, no shit. Like, <laughs> dude, get, get, uh, get hyped up feeling that vibe from it. Huh? Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that's getting... how he like tries to pick up chicks at bars. He's like, you ever watch the black and white music video, bro? <laughs> i love that guy that whole that whole tour was just very it's it's very exhausting i was, I was and we were only on for 10 days too so 
I mean, I can only imagine what it's like to do a full run. Um, we yeah, just got, we just got lucky. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you have um, anybody that you probably want to work with in the near future? I mean, that might be on your radar because obviously, like, I don't think anybody would have a problem like collaborating with you if you reached out to them at all. Like, I've reached out to a bunch of people to be on the podcast, and they've collaborated fairly well. So, I mean, like, I could see you getting a hold of somebody that you mm-hmm. really want to work with. Yeah, I don't know. This is something I have to think about more for sure. Because, like, I've always been very, like, uh, I guess, like, proactive with, like, stuff I want to learn or whatever. But as far as, like, networking stuff or, like, getting gigs, it's always just been, like, doing what comes to me. Mm-hmm. So I thought about that the other day. I was like, you know, maybe I should get some people up. But yeah, honestly, I really don't. No one comes to mind uh, as far as like video collabs or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely, there's definitely some YouTube channels that like uh, I'll probably think of later that are people I want to collab with. But Jared I guess. Dines. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was actually I was supposed to like do uh something with them at one point i just remember the guy from ormsby was like put me in touch with him and he was like yeah let's do something but of course like we never ended up doing anything but that's fine mm-hmm. you should just learn the entire shred wars video in like 24 hours like that one kid did uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh what's his name nick nocturnal Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dude, oh, I don't know. I don't know how. That dude's a beast. Like, dude, nobody knows me. how he did it, bro. <laughs> like, that would drive me nuts. Like, I don't know. I like to. And it looked it effortless. Takes me a little while to learn stuff. Um, okay. And yeah, like, Shit. yeah, exactly. So that's definitely like, and I see that, and just like, oh, that that seems like too, way too much work. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> not urgent. I should say, just not enjoyable for me. But yeah. He has music oh. somewhere. I can't remember. But yeah, he did make it look like it was flawless. I do remember <laughs> that. It was insane. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like some of the some of the musicians that he collabs with. Um uh I can't I don't think I think I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Pliny? Pliny? He's an instrumentalist. Oh, yeah, Pliny? yeah, Pliny. Yeah, dude, he's pretty incredible too. Like just oh, all yeah. around writing his own music and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of still have to like switch gears into like YouTube mode and like think about this <laughs> stuff, like you know what I want to do or whatever. Because I've been like in like just learning. I've been just trying to like learn a lot of shit. So I've been like thinking of uh, like what skills or whatever like I've been on trying to do. But then like now I'm like okay, I kind of want to take a break from this and do some more. Give give YouTube another go and yeah. So I should probably do some collabs and shit. Yeah, I mean, anything that you put out content-wise, I mean, it all correlates with what you're doing in general. Uh, like, your videography goes to your YouTube channel, and your YouTube channel also, like, feeds what you're doing with your band, as well as um, anything that you're doing uh, on the side for work of videography or photography. I don't know. I don't, are you doing photography? Yeah, not really. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely I mess around with uh, photography a lot before getting into video um that was kind of like the first thing i tried out um and it's really fun but i do i actually think it's harder than video honestly because uh you gotta make like the one image look cool like by itself whereas like video there's like 
like if you had crappy footage like you could still make it look pretty cool but like you have a crappy photo it's like it's tough and then like not to mention um yeah i don't know like just even an iphone can take like pretty (laughs) sick pictures and stuff so it's just like there's just so much of it like you know i'm just like all right i want to like dive a little deeper with the video stuff and then that just keep that just never stops because then it was after effects and then now i'm like thinking about doing a getting into 3d so but i kind of had to like take a step back and be like all right i started this because i wanted more like guitar opportunities so maybe i should (laughs) get back to guitar because i was kind of like i was getting pretty burnt out on uh so like as the video stuff got more complex i was like oh like what am i doing right now yeah i can only imagine then you just want to pick up your guitar and you like look at it while you're editing you're like oh i'm coming baby i'm coming like just take some time yeah <laughs> yeah, like my like yeah, behind guess. behind me is the is another room where like I just drum where I just like rehearse on my own and uh doing the podcast like it's still like learn I'm still doing a lot of learning things in here and there but like every time I'm like a little burnt out from it I just turn around I'm like I'm coming just give me a second like just want to play I'll like real the, quick I'll beat the shit out of you in five seconds no big deal <laughs> <laughs> and you'll like it so. <laughs> Uh, I love that drum set. Um, yeah, because you, dude, I can only imagine. I can only imagine like, well, I I feel like if you did collaborate with Jared Dines, there there would be some good fucking content. Like in general, like whether it's a guitar battle or not, or I could just I could just see something. I could just see something like kind of like blowing up in a collab. Um, yeah. Are you uh, besides Galactic Empire? Um, do we have any like? Do you have any music that you're personally working on? um in general with another band with original writing or anything else like that um i did like some ghost writing recently like i'll do stuff for like grant and carson sometimes like their clients um wrote a bunch of songs for this uh bodybuilder guy rob bailey mm-hmm. uh, who like nice. yeah he was like i wanted to do a metalcore album so he he's like an instagram bodybuilder guy um that's kind of sick actually and, yeah, he screams, and, and uh, so he hired Grant and Carson to do his album, and I wrote, like, four songs on it, and just, you know, it's fun to just do some some metalcore every now and then, and uh, that's kind of, like, what I do with them, basically, if I'm doing songs, and then for me, or for other stuff, uh, I'll probably just do some solo stuff, honestly, I think, mm. um, because uh, kind of like the intro song I did with you, I was just started messing around with um I've never really messed with like EDM or like like trap or like hip hop production but I think it would be pretty fun. Um so that's cuz I've always been really into mixing and producing and stuff. So I'm probably going to start diving into that and just like use the guitar as like the vocal <clears throat> and uh you know cuz I'm not singing. So and then uh <laughs> basically try to imagine the visual as I'm writing the song and just make it like one big like project where I do like all my own music videos or like collaborate with people who I think are awesome and uh, just kind of put together, not really expecting anything from it, but just like kind of put something out like a personal project, like an yeah. EP plus like some visuals. So yeah, that, that's definitely on the horizon for me, but otherwise not really. No, I look forward to that. I mean, I, and now that I'm thinking about it, um, I think, 
you know it'd be really fucking cool dude because like the production of the the quality of the production that you put out there is really really fucking good so i wonder if like you put that shit on twitch and you just did your job like you normally do and then like just like chat on the side i wonder if people would flock to that i think they would honestly because i don't see a lot of that on twitch i just see a lot of people just making music but not really so much of the production side of things i don't mm-hmm. know yeah i've been thinking about that your um, pc's pretty built because... well for something like that yeah <laughs> yeah it's true it's like pretty oh extra yeah. i got all the, i got all the rgb so i'm good to go <laughs> got, the, fucking got UFO, the hacker man. vibe yeah um no nah, I, I twitch looks pretty fun and uh, i used to game a lot when i was younger and uh so i definitely would be down to like do some twitch and i guess it's just like uh, the just chatting or whatever, I forget what it's called, like the, yeah. the non-gaming part of it. But um, mm-hmm. it, I've seen some people do some pretty cool stuff with that. Like um, I don't know if you've heard of Kenny Beats. Mm-hmm. No. It's like a, he's like a producer. He does like a lot of like, hip hop stuff, but he's mm-hmm. like crushing it, like on YouTube and on. Uh, Twitch, oh wait, it's pretty cool I know what you're that. talking about. Yeah, it is pretty sick. Yeah, it's really like entertaining. Um, He's definitely great at it. So, like, I was just thinking, like, you know, I've seen a few people do stuff like that where I'm like, oh, you know, this is kind of new-ish and uh, might be worth a try. And for me, even, honestly, I'm like, I thought about it because, like, I watched some Twitch stuff and I was like, um, like, just making, like, the emotes and the transitions, you know? Yeah. I'm like, that, that looks like fun, <laughs> you know? I would, just, I would just make, like, some really dumb transitions. Like, so I don't even, it doesn't even matter what I'm doing. I'm just going to have really uh ridiculous transitions like you know That's like funny. if you ever watched uh dr disrespect like i, I was mean, literally so just un- yeah I was just watching his live shit it's, for five it's seconds. so funny dude that, like that the build-up for that shit like it's just it's <laughs> too much man <laughs> yeah i mean there's no way i could ever do that because he's just like a showman you know <laughs> yeah. that's just how he Perfect is show, i'm not yeah. like that but like at the same time i love I mean, obviously, anybody watching this has seen the intro too. So, if anybody wants to like reach out to you to have ghostwriting or video production or videography or anything of the of the few things that you do, um, how would they come into contact with you in general? With through email or how do you go about that process? Yeah, uh, I guess you know. Usually, it's just DMs. Like people hit me up, but I'd say just you know, if it's like a really long message might as well just email me like clintuston at gmail but i i honestly don't care either way like i'll i'll answer them all so um yeah probably email for super long messages but otherwise anything goes yeah because i slid into your dms real quick and uh <laughs> it, it worked so i'm kind of sure, stoked you about do that. that from time to time i do i do and you know what i evolved into a mature adult and now i am writing full-blown emails so let's <laughs> big slick yeah <laughs> oh my god dude honestly thank you for coming by on the podcast you're you've been you're continuing to do so much man and i'm looking forward to what you have to do in the future um but uh i hope all is well and you know i uh I really uh, am looking forward to being be releasing in the near future. So yep. I thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. So you guys heard it here thanks first. Slide into Clint's DMs as soon mm-hmm. as possible. It worked for me, so it'll work for you. <laughs> <laughs> Not, no promises. <laughs> no oh, promises. Uh, awesome.